Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here to look ahead to this weekend's League 2 game between Barrow and the Cobblers. It is, of course, a return to the site of last season's desperate last day of the season win that wasn't quite enough to avoid a drop down into the playoffs. Thanks to Bristol Rovers' ridiculous win, but we won't dwell on that too much. What uh, we will try and do is to bring on our guest for this week. Uh, please welcome back to the preview show, Barrow fan Ronan Carthy. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. We were just discussing before uh, we recorded, we just a bit starved of action recently, so we can hope the game gets on on the Saturday and get going again. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully there's no frozen pitch here. The weather seems all right for the rest of the week, so it should be fine. Is it looking good, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, start with um, the game earlier this season then, um, up at Sixfields, or down at Sixfields for you, I guess. Um, Cobblers winning 3-1 in what I think at the time was only your second defeat of the season. What did you make of both sides in that game? It was strange for us because that was the start of a, a mini slump. I think we didn't get a win in five after we played yourselves. And what was going to be quite a big game for us of where we were at that point in the season. But Northampton were brilliant that day. We We sort of really struggled in the middle of the park and just just couldn't get a grip of the game at all which was a shame really because it didn't show how good we were at that point in the season um it's been sort of up and down since then really which has made it <laughs> difficult to watch at times but um but at the same time a lot extreme amount of positives really because we're, we're in a great position mm. well, cuz I remember going into that game we were quite worried about how you were going to play, how you are going to press? Did you just not think it was the full performance that you could have given us at our place? Um, for, for me, we played significantly different at home to what we do away, um, which sort of baffles me a bit. We're, we're a bit more expansive at home. Um, we, look, we look a lot of a lot of bet side. You know, we, we're really good in the transition, but away from home, we sort of, Against against better sides, you know, like yourselves. Um, I was going to say Leighton Ori, we played really well there um, a couple of weeks ago. 
we just sort of set up for the result and hope for the, you know, a point would have been a great result, Northampton, don't get me wrong, but we're just a little bit more negative in our football, um, which is something that I think over the last few weeks, Pete Wilde's addressed, and we are playing very sort of similar style to what we were at home, um, which is meaning that, you know, you're probably going to pick up more points playing that way. Yeah, you might get a couple of drubbings. <laughs> we did at Stevenage, but that wasn't anything due to the style of football. We were just awful that night. <laughs> it's it's more enjoyable to watch for me, and I think we'll pick up more points playing, you know, try to play a more direct style of football. Mm. Is that something that's started to come into your home games as well, or is it you still mixing it up a little bit? Um, no, I think we're playing very sort of similar home and away. Um, we definitely play for the transition. You know, the, the minute we get the ball back, we're looking to get up the pitch as soon as possible. Um, which which is really good to watch for us because we're not sort of dwelling on the ball, we're not sort of taking too many touches. The, the only negative that I find, and it has happened a couple of times this season, but again over the last few games we, we are playing better, although results might not show that, we are we are playing better. Uh, when we have a lot of the ball, we seem to struggle. Um, we don't know how to break sides down sometimes. We struggle to find that last pass, but hopefully now... We seem to have, you know, we've brought in a few additions, the the side's shaping up a little bit. So hopefully we can address them problems and it should be for a good game on Saturday. Let's mm. so rewind a little bit then and go back to, to just after you played us, like you said, back-to-back victories. That must have reassured you a little bit. Because I think once you, once you start well, once you have a really good start to the season, it's always about how you react to that first defeat, that second defeat, isn't it? And um, you reacted pretty well, beat Doncaster 2-0, beat Newport 2-0 away from home. Um, then went on a four-game losing run in the league after that, losing um, home to Orient, obviously never a disgrace in that, losing narrowly at Tranmere, lost again at home to Mansfield and then 2-1 at, at Rochdale. When that sort of run starts, are you starting to get a little bit worried at that point? I, I don't think we were worried in the sense of the fact that we're significantly overachieving um, for what we all thought at the start of the season. You know, we would have all took mid-table. Um, if you if you go back to the, the Tranmere game, we, we got bullied off the park against Leighton Orient and Mansfield. They were just more physical than we were. Um, and that happened in, the, in, the, in the, the second game against Mansfield at home in the FA Cup. We, did, we just struggle against physical sides. Um, and we we just got bullied on both games. And Leighton Orient gives a lesson in football that day. They're the best side that I've seen Barrow play this season in that game. Um, the Tramia games and the Tramia and Rochdale games were different. We were really really poor on both days. Um, we had a bit of a strange one after Rochdale where uh, Wild came out and said he's going to stop listening to um, outside sources um, in terms of his team selection. Um, and he had a little bit of a dig at the fans who weren't, but he weren't. I don't think the fans were sort of, you know, unhappy in the terms of where we were league position wise. We were just really unhappy that day with the fact we turned up and were really, really poor. And I, and I have no objection to where we are on the table because it's brilliant. Again, I can't reiterate that enough. But that day we were poor, and since then, uh, the relationship has got better. I think it was just, it wasn't a negative comment from Wild in the terms of like a dig at the fans. It was just, I think it just showed he cared a lot. To be on, to be honest. And, uh, I was, I was slightly annoyed myself after the game. I think it's a it's a dangerous game to play, but now I, on reflection, you know, it just show, it just shows he genuinely cared about the result. And that day we were bullied. We 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 played a centre half from Chelsea who's been injured since Sam McClellan, and he got absolutely bullied by Scott quickly that day. But it's part of his learning experience. He's only a young lad, and he he hasn't played since because of his injury. But again, we just we just got the team selection a little bit wrong that day, and. Um, 
we, we've looked okay since, man. It's a couple of <laughs> discrepancies in results. Yeah. And what was he talking about, Pete Wild, when he's talking about outside noises in terms of not listening to them? It's difficult to say. Um, I have my own opinion on the matter where I think he may have had a small... I think falling out's a bit too harsh, really. I think he might have had a bit of a disagreement in terms of the sporting director. Maybe they had different ideas of how we should play and who should play in what games. I, I can't, I can't say for definite. Maybe, you know, there was there were certain folks saying that maybe he's listening to the fans and maybe he's, you know, we we should, we should play a certain way. But because we wanted um, Sam McClellan back in the team and he, and he he brought him back in just on the wrong game, <laughs> um, and uh, it, it it ultimately cost us that day. But um, it it was a, it was a, it was a strange sort of um, comment to make. But since then, it's it, the, the relationship seemed to recover. Um, if I, if I remember correctly, we played David Moyo that day. And I I think he played ninety, or he might have played eighty, or something like that. He's since left, but I, <laughs> whoever whoever signed him needs to get ahead of a bit of a wobble because he was not an enjoyable watch at the best of times. Is he? He's left now, is he, Moyo? He's gone to Barnet on the road for the rest of the season. Uh, I think he's only on a year deal as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't quite work out for him. <laughs> yeah, that's a polite way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little bit of a mixed bag. Since you seem to go on these little streaks of three wins, couple of defeats in a row, couple of draws in a row, but you're still up there. You're still around about the playoffs. You're eighth at the moment. Um, you still happy with how it's going? Yeah, um, yeah. We had a little bit of that wobble before Christmas again, where we sort of struggled to pick up results, but. It was, it was strange because nobody was playing much football at the time. It was either frozen pitches or we were knocked out of the FA Cup or we had a blank weekend. It just, it, we, we struggled to, I think we played something that like two games in about four weeks, five weeks. And we were really, really poor in that period. But since Christmas, although we've only won one in five, we've played a hell of a lot better. So you can see sort of where the progress is coming from. We've made some additions, so two of which I haven't played. Um, as of yet, but I think we were just we were playing the same. We only had two centre halves fit, you know, two starting centre halves may had, but we just became a little bit stale and a little bit maybe need a little bit of a shake up, maybe need to change a few things. And I think having a bit of a rest negatively impacted us in terms of the fact we weren't playing football, and we weren't picking up good results. But it may have given us an idea of sort of what we wanted to do with the squad. Who needs to come in? Who needs to go out? And I think now we're we're in a good position. Hopefully, you know, I think Saturday is quite telling in terms of our next sort of step, really, because both sides desperately need a result, and both sides only got I think it's one one win in five each. Yeah, it's very, I think I'm feeling that kind of sense of that momentum just being lost a little bit for us the last month or so because it's been here and there, you know, games postponed, weeks where we don't play and stuff like that. You can you can just go two weeks without a a game and you just feel like you're completely disconnected again and it's it's a weird it's a hard one to get back into and to get back up for and especially when we've lost our last couple as well we're just desperate to get back out there and and get a win i don't know if that's translated to your fan base as well when you do play is it i mean your last couple of results have been really really good results at mansfield beating them 3-2 away from home is a fantastic result wherever they whatever you where you look at it going to orient and getting a point as well another great result are the are the fan base slightly patient in that sense or? I think we're in the terms of where we were in the last two seasons we, we, I think you could only be patient um, you know we're, we're I think is it 40 points around now it might be 39 so you know 10 points from safety which was the, which was the overall aim at the start of the season 
as, as it has been for the first two. So I don't think you can sort of look at it in a negative aspect at all. You know, we're one point off the playoffs. It might be two now, um, depending on last, like, last night's results with Bradford drawing. Um, so I think the overall fan base is happy. And the last two results have been really, really good. You know, we were two 0 down at Mansfield at half time. Uh, sorry, two one down at half time. Two it was two 0 with forty minutes on the board, um, and that was looking, you know, another poor result. And we'd got bullied off the park again. But we t- we turned the game around. We were so much better in the second half. We went away from this sort of negative sort of playing for one, playing for a nil nil or playing for a draw, and actually went out and tried to attack the game. And we had to at the time, obviously being you know two 0 down. You know, Walter's got a really good goal back before. Half time, but then to go to Leighton Orient on the second game, and in my opinion, be the better side. Not many sides could go there and say, you know, we probably were gutted to, we'd have gone and took a point. Don't get me wrong, but gutted to come away with with a point at the same time because we were really, really good. But I, I think an overall of just happy where we are. This people may look at it and think, yeah, this is the season where you can look to go we can look to go up because you might never get this chance again, you know, we're on the edge of the playoffs and whatnot. But in reality, it's just another season of setting some really good foundations down, setting the building blocks to hopefully have a go next season. But I say I say a go, I'm not expecting, you know, the top three, but have a really good go at getting in the playoffs and you know, you never know where you might end up. Mm. It's so in general this season your your fan base is basically play some good football, build and not necessarily expect top seven, but take it obviously if it comes. Is that kind of where you're at the minute? Absolutely. We I takes top seven and a half beat and a lovely trip to um to, to Wembley in May, but in reality, I I I can't see that um happening. I don't. I think the sides that are picking up really good momentum, the sides that have had extremely good windows. Um, but in the same aspect, we played really really well, so there's no reason why we can't you know hope for the top seven. We put ourselves in a good position. But I think if we want, if I'm being a you know a realist about the situation, and being ever slightly negative, which I, I don't want to do because we've had a great season, um, I'd be really happy to finish in the top ten, absolutely over the moon. But because we've started so well, let let's aim for the playoffs. Let's see how we end up. Yeah, and I guess it's always that that sense as well as when you've got momentum, you've gone into a place where you're not expecting to be in a division, and you suddenly have that chance to go and do it. You almost think, is this our chance? That you, I guess, is like, let's have a go while we can, while we can, because players go, manager might get looked at again, things like that. You you, you always think we've you've got to go for it while you while you've got the chance to, I guess. Yeah, you can look at it like that. Um, we've got a lot of players out of contract in the summer um, who need tying down. There's some, there's some extremely good players such as Bruff, uh, Gotts, etc. But so that the people might look at it like that. However, I just think we're in a really good place now. We've had a good window. I don't think we've had a window which says that we're going to, you know, we're happy to finish tenth. We've had a window where we've managed to get rid of a couple of players who weren't necessarily playing. We've managed to bring in some good quality in Elliot Newby and Young, as well as Feely from Ireland, who's a bit more of an unknown quantity to sort of myself, who obviously doesn't watch a lot of the League of Ireland, and he doesn't exactly come with brilliant reviews. But how many times have we seen that before? And the players come out and done exceptionally well. Um, so I think for us. We've, we're getting players back. We're sort of developing a style of football again, which may not have been the same to what it was at the start of the season, but it's sort of that similar sort of ilk and similar sort of mould, just a little bit of a different variation, sort of playing in the transition, looking to sort of... It's not quite that intense press that was the first 10 games of the season, but 
now that the pitches are going to get a little bit drier and you know over in the next sort of month and the back end of the season looking from march onwards hopefully if we, if we get a bit of a good forecast it suits us it suits us playing on the floor it suits us being a, this team that's going to look to get from one end of the pitch to the other in a short period of time so although there are some good teams around us and there's some extremely good teams going for that playoffs and the automatic spots um I don't see why we can't really give it a good go and hope to, hope to you know, hopefully come May the 8th, be that team that, oh, it's not May the 8th now, is it? it's been moved to the coronation, but um, hopefully be that team that might just surprise everyone and get into the playoffs. Mm. And uh, becoming a little bit of a fortress as well. I know you lost the tram here there in December in Swindon as well. It went off a little bit, but teams don't seem to like coming to you do they fifth in the home table at the moment in in the whole league that's a that's a good going what what would you put that down to historically ever since i was a kid got to watch barrow about 13 <laughs> years ago 14 years ago every single person hates coming to barrow nobody enjoys it we're in the we're in the biggest cul-de-sac in england it's an hour off the motorway people are traveling absolute miles to get here a lot of teams don't bring a good away following because it's not a great away. It's a really poor away end. So pe- people aren't coming and having a good time. People aren't coming to Barrow and thinking, oh, yeah, Barrow away, this is brilliant. If I was an away fan, I'd be looking at it and thinking, oh, it's a chance to go, <laughs> chance to go away or a chance to go and do something else and not go to Barrow that weekend. <laughs> I missed that one. Um, so we've been really good at home because we've we played well um, in terms of what Wildstrat had bring in in this Sort of at the start of the season, we were dominating the ball a bit, and the first trying to break our season into segments a little bit. You know that period up until where we were a bit poor for the four games where we lost to Tranmere, Rochdale, Mansfield, and Orient. You know we played a style of football where we were good on the press, we were holding the ball well, we were breaking down teams, and it was really really good to watch. We had that little blip. We came back and we saw. I mean, we won a couple of games, and we when we started playing that sort of brand of football again. But more in the transition where we'd get the ball back and get and just shock teams with how quickly we could move the ball forwards. And then obviously we're in that little blip again and we're trying to come out of the blip. So teams come to Barrow and I just think they're a little bit naive in the sense where they think that they might be able to turn us over, might be able to come and get a result here. But when you look at Pete Wilde's record at Halifax as well, his home record was brilliant. Again, it was one of the top ones in the division for the end of that season. So I think just by being a side that people sort of underestimate a little bit, still still now, in my opinion, are underestimated, even though where we are in the league. I think we've been able to catch a few naive teams out, but we've still got some good sides to play at home. We've still got you know a, a long way to go in the season, so hopefully that 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 record transpires to the rest of the season, and it'd be great. But it'd be great to pick up more results away because we've been really poor away from home at times, um, and. And hopefully by playing a brand of football, which is a bit more attractive than looking for a point, which again, you go to some places away and it's great to get a point. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to you know, discredit that. But trying to translate your home form into your away form is extremely difficult. And I just think that's sort of my my wish for the second half of the season. Well, we're over the second half now, the sort of back end of the season is just to sort of press on a bit away from home because, you know, you get some, you get some brilliant days out when it's like that. The, the away end, you, you mentioned it briefly, is... Is there anything being planned to to do anything about that to expand it to to change it at all or because it is I mean I spoke to a few people who went on the last day of the season there was probably a little bit more than is usually there I'm guessing probably ex- exp- extended it a little bit but is is there anything in the plans in the pipeline to to change that at all I think you're being polite our way and archaic um, 
there is um we have to we have to get to um two thousand seats by um August time. So the, the we have, we've got a Q and A on Friday night with the owners, the management team, and I think we'll have a sort of better outline of the plan. The whispers are that um a lot of these thousand seats that are going to be added, uh, majority of which will be in the away end. So it it should make a better you know it should make a better facilities for the for the away team. However, it also allows us bringing more revenue. If you've got teams that are bringing you know more than the six hundred six sixty that we give, if you're looking at the Bradfords, you know Carlisle and such, because it's it's a close game for us. Um, charging you know the extra few quid in, in seats is 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 a good business decision for us, but. What that'll look like is still yet to be known. We've been promised a lot of things, and there's no sort of concrete answer um, as of yet. But there, there will be, the away end will be changing. Um, the ground will be changing. This summer. it has to. Otherwise, we, um, you know, we, we'll get. Well, I, I say this lightly. We probably won't get thrown out of the league. But that is the sort of you know the the reality of the situation where if you don't get that um them um them seats in. That that's what will happen, but um, there there is there's a hundred percent plan to put in these this in the summer. So we'll um we'll wait and see what's said on Friday. I'm sure we'll um we'll get an interesting interesting answer to that one. Yeah, what what they generally like in terms of the ownership and management team and communications things like that. We communicate poorly on a lot of things. I'm not discrediting the board in any way, shape, or form in the aspect of they've put in a hell of a lot of money. They've done, you know, they've achieved the impossible dream in our town of getting back into the football league, which a lot of people didn't think they would. Um, you know, people thought it'd go their entire lifetimes without seeing that. So, you know, that's incredible, and I'll, I'll, I'll start on that positive and say that's a brilliant achievement. And you know, I'll, I'll never, I'll never ever ever knock someone for putting money into the football team that I support. I, you know, I'll, I'll always remain thankful. However. Moving into the football league, we've made a lot of mistakes. We and you know, Dustin hands up to that themselves as well. We're just a bit naive at times, but we've done a lot of good things as well. Um, but communication-wise, we are extremely poor in sort of giving answers to fans in terms of w- information that they probably need to know. Uh, there's a couple of outstanding things in around the academy, the seats, um, and other pending things that are answers that the fans currently should probably have answers to. Sorry, questions that the fans should have answers to. Um, And they aren't coming out in a straightforward way, although everyone knows the answer to the question because it's Chinese whispers that come out of the club. Um, They're just a bit poor on communicating certain things and they do make some questionable decisions at times. Um, None of which which are to the detriment of the football team. You know, they put everything into the football team. Don't get me wrong, you know, we've had extremely good funding in all our transfer windows to make a brilliant football team. Um, although that hasn't quite transpired in the last two seasons in terms of, you know, um, where we have been in league position. But, you know, they've thrown some good money at it. But sometimes I just wish we'd maybe do a bit more. And there is certain things that, in my opinion, that we could do more um, in terms of our facilities in looking to generate more income to the football club that we don't do. Um, but I'm also trying not to spin this as a negative at all because I have no sort of negative feeling directly to our ownership you know our supporters trust on 10 percent. i was heavily involved in that at one point um and we, we did do extremely well to keep that percent up so it's brilliant to have that sort of um you know part of the fan base but sometimes i just feel the support should be slightly more engaged it's probably it's probably the best way of putting it mm. 
We're going to take a quick break there. We'll be back in a couple of minutes with some transfer window talk. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. We're still here with Ronan, our Barrow fan. Um, we are just talking about the ownership, the communications a minute ago. Um, in terms of on the pitch, Ronan, let's get into the transfer window a little bit. Um, mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, Elliot Newby from Stockport coming in. Uh, undisclosed fee. I don't know how much the rumours are for that one um, Rory Feely like you said from Bohemian uh, in Ireland for free and Jake Young in on loan from Bradford um, see much of them so far? So Elliot's the only one that's played for us since he, he signed um, Jake was with us at Leighton Orion however he wasn't registered to play and obviously this Saturday was postponed against Salford um, Rory Feely has just come out of well, what is their pre-season in Ireland I think the their preseason sort of starts from January onwards, so he's just had that break. Um, so getting up to match fitness, we is an important thing. We've got a game midweek in our in the Lancashire Cup, which will be really important to sort of bed players in and give them a little bit of match fitness. Um, we know all about Elliot maybe because he's a local lad. Um, he's played for us before, but was a lot younger. He was only in his early twenties at the time. He might have even been a teenager. Um, so he's, he's a lot different. But when you look at his output, where he's been at um, Stockport last season, playing on as, as a wing-back, or whether it be playing for Altering or Lone earlier in the season, his, his, outputs, his, his output in terms of, you know, not just goals and assists, but fitting into the system where we're looking to the transition, into pressing, into sort of chances created, is really positive. Um, Jake Young's one that scored an extremely good goal at Hulker Street uh, in Bradford's loss at the beginning of the season so we know a little bit about him but Rory Feely comes as a bit of an unknown quantity um, to myself as again as I said, as I said before someone who doesn't watch a lot of um, Irish League football uh, Bohemian seemed a bit a bit negative in terms of the signing but um, or Bohemian fans should I say sorry but I've seen that a lot of times and I've said that a lot of times about my own players that I've gone to certain football clubs uh, Sean McConville being one who's done extremely well at and Stanley uh, and was absolutely shocking for us to be quite honest but so it, it's exciting in terms of we needed cover we needed cover in the defence we needed uh, a striker to provide a bit of competition for Josh Gordon and maybe take a little bit of the burden of goals off him and we needed a winger as well because we were a little bit light in that position Mm. Any rumours for the last few days? We've got about, what, four or five days left of the window as we record this. Any rumours about what's coming in for the last few bit? Keeping players is our big priority now. Um, as I said before, we've got a few that are out of contract in the summer. So um, I think the window's progressed to a stage now where Wild, uh, Wild said on Radio Cumbria, um, it was this afternoon I read it, 
I'll listen to it actually. I just said we are in the interest of you know if 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 a player comes available that you can't refuse, that is what it is, and we'll look to get that player in. But I think our business is probably done uh, unless we get an outlandish bid for uh, one of our players, which hopefully won't happen. <laughs> there was a, a little link. I don't know how big a rumor it was with Josh K with us. Is he one of them out of contracts in the summer? That's the that's one of the names I've seen mentioned. As far as I'm aware, K is out of contract in the summer, if I remember correctly, because he. Yeah, he got a two-year deal when Cooper came in. That was eighteen months ago. Um, we there was a rumor that he'd left the football club. He had a discrepancy in um, a game earlier, um, towards the back end of last year, where he was banned. So there's a little bit of rumor that he'd left. However, he's, he's you know he's still with us and he's still our player. And um, what comes in the summer, it divides the fan base because he's probably the most divisive player that we have. One day he's, he's he can be a world beater, but he just lets him down himself down a bit with um with his discipline, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, let's come on to some of your other players. You mentioned earlier Josh Gordon. Really like I really like the look of him when you played us. Um, earlier in the season, obviously scored the goal. I think as the equaliser. Um, any. Has there been any interest in him in the last month or so? Or are you just, just kind of keeping quiet on him now? Um, he's not been in the best of form, to be quite honest. You know, he struggled to score goals up until Man- uh, the Mansfield game. So it's it's probably come at a good time for us because if he fa- if he re- refans discovers that form that he'd um, found at the start of the season, you know, he'd be a brilliant asset from now to the end of the season. But, you know... I- behind the scenes but it's been it's one positive of having a sort of a little bit of a lack of communication is we've actually been quite quiet in terms of our outgoings or any sort of you know bids that have come in for our players if they have come in um which has been really good i, I think that's how football club should operate i think that signings um coming in or outgoings should be known as little as possible which which i quite enjoy um <laughs> which 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 is ironic considering that Elliot Newby and Rory Feely were the two worst kept secrets going because Rory had um was an, was announced in the Irish paper in just it might be Boxing Day, might have been the day before Christmas. Um and Elliot uh, as a local lad was I think maybe some of his friends may have had an input into why why that was sort of went around the town quite quickly. But um Jake Jake Young was one that we that Pete Wilde had said for a week there's one coming in, but we don't want to tell anyone and we'd managed to, you know, get that deal over the line. Mm. I've got to ask about Billy Waters um, again. For, followed Pete Wilde from Halifax. Seems to have really kicked on again this season. Never really showed it for us at all. Um, you saw glimpses. You saw you saw little videos of him playing the piano and singing, which we all got into. But it, we never really saw the form that he's shown for you. But it's hit the ground running with you. Got the I think he got Player of the Month in November for League Two. Scored a hat trick at Colchester. It's is really really coming on strong. I think it seems like it's the type of you know the the match of the manager again. Um, he gets a lot of stick allegedly off the players for being the manager's favourite, um, <laughs> which is which I always find quite funny. Uh, Billy struggled a bit at the start of the season. He, he picked up, he scored a great goal against Stockport the first day uh, first day of the season, but I think he came back a little bit unfit. Um, was probably a little bit over the weight that he probably should have been, which is, you know, a bit the popcorn, the bell kettle back from somebody who doesn't play football and isn't exactly in the best of physical condition. But um no, uh, he's he's he moved into a role just behind the striker, which has suited him in a way, um, but has also sort of comes with a bit of a negative at times because he looked a bit of a square peg in a round hole um at one point. But Billy's finding some good form. My only 
my only negative is he's probably not the attacking midfielder model and maybe playing when we're playing at home he can move up next to that striker a little bit more but he has got that moment of brilliance in him which you can't have him off the pitch for you know he scored a great goal at Stockport and I can't remember the home game that it was where he also I might have been Doncaster where he scored another brilliant goal so he's done really well for us he's got eight this season so you can't you can't complain about that really guarantee it'll be nine by Saturday afternoon I would imagine (laughs) (laughs) um Anyone else we should be looking out for from you lot? Yeah, um, Harrison Neal is one that I quite enjoy to watch. We've got my loan from Sheffield United and I think we're extremely lucky to have him on loan as well because he's a, he's a really talented footballer into where he breaks up play. He's got an eye for a pass as well and he, he's, he's a really good asset to have in that middle of the park. Um, two more just to mention. Ben Whitfield, you can't not mention him. He's been incredible this season. You know, he's... His goal contributions have been really good. The big chances he's created have been really, really... It's one of the highest in the league. Um, so, you know, Ben's an astounding asset for the football club to have. And Patrick Bruff's my personal favourite. Um, down on the left-hand side is, is where he can bomb on. He's crossed into the box as second to none. Um, and defensively, he's very, very solid as well. Um, one area of possible weakness... Well, two areas of possible weakness that we've had lately is... Um, Paul Farman hasn't been in the best of form, um, which has been a, a bit of a negative to us because he's just making some ex- extremely bad mistakes. However, he's a he's a good goalkeeper. He just needs to rekindle that form that he that that he had towards you know last season when he picked up fifteen clean sheets in a really really poor Barrow team. Uh, and for me, um, which might divide opinion, I don't think George Ray is probably over. A quality that a playoff side in League Two should have starting every game week in week out. I think sometimes he shows a bit of a lapse of concentration. We don't have a ball playing centre half between him and Canavan, which may hinder us ever so slightly in getting the ball into the midfield as quickly. Mm, good stuff. Um, I say this next question. I'll ask it tentatively after some of the experiences, shall we say, that some of our fans had on the last day of the season before the game. But where where's the best place to drink? Where's the best place to eat before the game in Barrow? It depends It depends where you're coming down from. If you come down the train, you get straight off, you're straight into the Duke of Edinburgh um, across the road, which and you go into the town centre. Uh, there's plenty of pubs to drink in, um, varying, pri- varying price points. I think everyone will be shocked at how cheap a pint is in Barrow compared to the rest of the UK. Um, if you're coming by a bus, <laughs> usually you've, it depends. You can have agreements. Tranmere uh, had an agreement to stop at Furnace Cricket, which was very, very good for them. Um, if not, there is the Talio and the Soccer Bar near the ground, but I'd recommend going into town. There's some good pubs in there. Nice. Anywhere to avoid at all? Uh, the Legion. Okay. <laughs> As you walk up Polk Street on the right-hand side, it's a home pub. You won't, <laughs> you won't, <laughs> you won't I would say not welcome as we'd put it there. <laughs> Uh, we'll come on to predictions in a second um, just to talk about the pitch going into the weekend last weekend um, some of some of your staff I think weren't happy about the Salford game being called off at the weekend um, saying that the pitch was did still seem to be quite soft any chance at all that Saturday's in doubt from your end? Um, hopefully not I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen I'm not going to say that <laughs> it might not downpour I'm not going to say that it might not freeze because we got caught on that with social media last week which um, it happens to everyone, and it was just a mistake. By heart, the lad who does our social media, by let down by a incredibly poor refereeing decision. That's so I'm told. Um, depending on who you believe, uh, but 
I was I was led to believe that game should be on last week. Um, so it shouldn't be a problem. The pitch is in it's in quite good condition for January. Gareth does a brilliant job. Um, as does everyone who puts in their hard work. You know, come down and you know help where they can. Whether that's taking off off frost covers or, you know, trying to help them, but whatever, however they can. So hopefully it should be on because I'd quite like to watch a game of football because I've only seen yeah about one since <laughs> yes. just before Christmas. Yes. So I'd quite like to watch a game. hundred percent, completely in the same boat with you there. Um. Let's get on to predictions then for Saturday up at Barrow. Uh, what are you going for for this one? Neither side, both sides need a win. I don't think a draw suits either side. I don't think. I think we both need to go out for a win. I'm going to be slightly biased and say two-one Barrow. Um, we're not keeping a lot of clean sheets, so I think we'll concede. But hopefully, we just have enough just to get over the line, and maybe we can see a goal from one of our new additions. That's good stuff. I think I'm going to go one all for this one. I don't see us coming away with all three points. Maybe it's the, the coming out in hives, thinking about Barrow again, Barrow away again after what happened at the end of last season. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go one all for this one. Uh, but Ronan, thank you so much for joining us um, on the preview show. Where can we find you on the socials? So thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm at Ronanmacker99 on Twitter, again, for some horrific views about League Two football. <laughs> that's what we like to see <laughs> thanks very much uh, thanks everyone for listening we'll be back with all of our thoughts on this one uh, on the podcast on Tuesday we'll see you then Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.